BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thank you for tuning in. Big show today. A lot of really interesting folks to talk to, including our next guest, Adam White, a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. It's always a pleasure to welcome Adam to the show. He was also a member of the Biden Supreme Court uh, Commission, a.k.a. the Port, P- Court Packing Commission, uh, at the American Enterprise Institute. Adam White focuses on American constitutionalism, the Supreme Court, and the administrative state. Concurrently, he co-directs the C. Boyden Gray Center for the Study of the Administrative State at the Antonin Scalia School of Law at George Mason University. And, perhaps most significantly, the line just dropped. And so we will return to uh, Adam White at our earliest convenience uh, to talk about a Supreme Court case that um, may in its extended significance, its long-term significance, uh, dwarf even the giant Roe v. Wade case that everybody's talking about. Uh, glad we got you back, Mr. White. How are you, sir? Great. Glad to be back, Joe. Oh, it's it's uh, our pleasure to have you. I was just uh, reading your uh your CV, as they say, um, and your specialty in studying uh, the administrative state. I imagine you get invited to many, many cocktail parties, people just dying to hear about administrative law. Hmm? You know, the, the, you always think there's no way to make lawyers even more boring, and then you specialize <laughs> in administrative law, and you just you go one level lower. 
Well, I'm glad you took that sarcasm in the spirit it was intended, because the, the, the irony of that is that administrative law can have such an enormous effect on all of our lives, our businesses, the economy, etc. For folks who haven't really familiarized themselves with that so-called fourth branch of government, why is administrative law so significant? Well, it's so significant because uh, in this day and age and for the last many decades, most of our law and policy at the federal level really is made in and around administrative agencies rather than in Congress. Uh, Congress has spent decades upon decades delegating broad power and discretion to these agencies, and it's those delegations over time reached a tipping point where now Congress has less and less incentive to do any more work of its own because the agencies can do it. And so Congress instead focuses on things like oversight hearings or going on cable news shows or or raising money or whatever they do, while the agencies become the center of gravity in government. And a good example of it comes in the aftermath of of the recent Dobbs case overturning Roe v. Wade. All of us, including me, we say, you know, this is a good decision because it it returns these issues properly to the states. But quite frankly, first and foremost, it'll send these issues to the administrative state. You already see the Biden administration talking about what the FDA might do, what Health and Human Services might do, uh, activists arguing that the federal government needs to provide access to abortion on federal lands, on federal property, that kind of thing. Those are all administrative state issues, but of course, it goes much broader than that, and we're about to see, we expect, a big decision out of the Supreme Court in a case involving the EPA, which is significant for climate policy, but it's also significant, it could be significant for the administrative agencies more broadly. You know, I was just going to get into uh, just a little more about the significance of of the agencies and what they do, but we can we can just talk about the cases because my point was merely going to be that these agencies, these bureaucrats, they write, they quote unquote pass, uh, they adjudicate, and and they punish violations of law. They're not called law, I guess, the rules and regulations. But if if I get fined or I go to jail because I won't pay the fine, it sounds like a law to me. It sure does. And sometimes even when, in theory, you have a right of judicial review when the process is all done and the court might throw out what the agency's done, sometimes the process is the punishment. Sometimes having to endure this long and costly uh, administrative process, whether you're trying to develop your land, whether you're a company trying to to get federal approval of some new product, um, those things are costly and they take time. And, And I want to be very clear, I'm not a nihilist. I'm not a radical libertarian, and I'm even pretty sympathetic to, to you know, a, a, a strong federal government on national issues. Uh, I believe in all those things, but, you know, it's summer vacation time, and my dad always told me uh, sometimes that the journey is as important as the destination. It's important that these issues get funneled through legislatures uh, rather than through administrative agencies, because the legislatures have to deliberate often have to compromise, have to moderate things, whereas administrative agencies are built to move quickly and unilaterally, which means they tend to act a bit more sweepingly and a a lot less moderately. So tell us about these cases before the court and what significance they might end up having. Sure. Well, this year we've already seen several of these cases um, involving administration. We saw them, of course, in the OSHA vaccine mandate case, where the Supreme Court held that while OSHA has a lot of power to regulate uh, working condition in in large companies, they can't use that as a point of leverage to create a de, you know a de facto nationwide vaccine mandate for all Americans. Um, and when the Supreme Court reached that decision, they 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 
used not necessarily by name, but as Gorsuch pointed out in a separate opinion, they use what's called the major questions doctrine, which is a legal way of saying that the courts are increasingly skeptical of an agency suddenly discovering in an old statute really transformative new powers uh, that have never been invoked before. So again, OSHA has broad powers, but not necessarily powers so broad as to allow it to impose a nationwide uh, vaccine mandate. Whatever you think of vaccines, and, and I'm, I have mine, uh, these are the sorts of things that need to be handled by legislatures, especially at the state level. Now, the next big case that's coming down the pike for the Supreme Court involves the EPA, the EPA's latest suite of greenhouse gas regulations. It's a dispute that really goes back to the Obama administration and the Trump administration changing the climate rules, but the Biden administration changing them back. And in a nutshell, the Supreme Court has been asked to decide whether the EPA really does have power under the Clean Air Act to regulate the entire energy and manufacturing economy through what's called what the Obama administration called the Clean Power Plan. And uh, the Supreme Court might issue the case, might decide the case in pretty narrow terms, either approve it or disapprove it. But if they do disapprove it, we'll all be watching for signals as to how uh, narrowly the court might construe other regulatory statutes. And, and just one more thing, Joe, I don't mean to blather on, but other cases the courts decided have administrative state aspects. Take the New York case, New York rifle, the Second Amendment case with New York uh, regulating the, the licenses to, to carry uh, handguns outside the home. It was mostly a Second Amendment case. It had to do with how the courts evaluate your right to keep and bear arms. But the, at the center of the case, and what really troubled the justices, was the fact that in New York and in five other states, the regulator, the one who issues these licenses, had pretty much boundless discretion. It wasn't that they sort of had a check-the-box list and they look for certain facts and it can satisfy, as an applicant, satisfy those facts, you get your license. No, the New York statute really left total discretion in the hands of the licensor, and that really troubled the justices. So you can see these issues seep into other cases that you don't really think of as administrative state issues. So I know asking you to make uh, predictions is kind of an iffy uh, proposition. Adam White's on the line, yeah. by the way, from the American Enterprise Institute. Um, but is is there a chance that the Supreme Court will fundamentally s- s- say the gigantic growth of the power of the administrative state has been wrong from the beginning and we're going to roll it way back? Or is this much more likely to be incremental, as you say? Now, Rome wasn't built in a day, and it wasn't unbuilt in a day. And I'd say we should have a similar expectation here. I think for folks like me who are skeptical of the administrative state and want to see it um, have more legal constraints on it, I think the most we can hope for is the Supreme Court uh, declaring the EPA's uh, policy here, or its assertion of power over climate policy, to be an overreach. It might leave the door open to more narrow climate regulations, and I'd be fine with that. Um, But it would, I think, if the court were to say this is just too overbroad and we are in in future cases going to continue to be skeptical of agencies suddenly creating new transformative programs through old, old statutes, I think that would send a good signal. There's basically two, within the conservative block on the court, there's, you can think of it as two camps. There's some justices, I think Thomas and Gorsuch are in this camp, certainly, who want the judges in the lower courts and the Supreme Court to have no deference for administrative agencies and and also to be willing to strike down statutes as unconstitutional when they delegate too much power to an agency. For other justices like Chief Justice Roberts, Kavanaugh, um, they've 
sometimes agreed rhetorically, but when push comes to shove, they're in a more of an amend it, don't end it camp where they don't necessarily want to strike down a lot of statutes as unconstitutional, but they do want to put more uh, guardrails on the agency process. Uh, they want maybe steadier administration. Uh, and I think there's something to be said for, for both camps. So I assume that when this ruling comes down, you'll be writing about it? I will. I just had a okay. new piece out in Commentary Magazine on another important case in the same vein on out of the Fifth Circuit involving the Securities and Exchange Commission. And, uh, you know, I, I keep writing on these things because, you know, even if Rome isn't built in a day, it, you know, every little bit helps. All right. Well, we'll absolutely look for that after the uh, ruling comes out. One more quick question. We've barely we got about two minutes left. Um, I've been reading a lot about the shocking leftward swing of America's law schools. And the Antonin Scalia Law School at George Mason University is not one of those institutions, from what I understand. Um, do you have any thoughts on that topic? What have you seen at, uh, well, at, uh, D.C. is lousy with uh, big-name law schools. Um, it, it's shocking to me. They've abandoned, like, the principle of neutrality before the law, that sort of thing. There's a few things happening. One is on just the campus culture in general, the things that students and faculty members face when they voice po- opinions that are unpopular on campus. Uh, that's a longstanding debate, but obviously in the last five or ten years it's become even worse, especially in light of, of new social media technologies and others. But there's just the general leftward tilt of academia, and that's also a longstanding issue. Um, but I'd say one of the reasons why things seem to be reaching an interesting moment, the debate's getting so heated, is I think legal academia, which tends to lean towards the left, is coming to grips with the fact that the Supreme Court that they study and write about and advocate before uh, is facing a generational turn towards textualism, towards originalism. Imagine starting up your entire career eager to champion and defend the Supreme Court, only to find about halfway through your academic career that you no longer agree with the court anymore. Um, I'm lucky not to be in that position, um, but I think it must be challenging for others. Adam White, Senior Fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, uh, Co-Director of the C. Boyd and Gray Center for the Study of the Administrative State at the Antonin Scalia Law School at George Mason University. Adam, it's always enlightening. Thanks a million. Uh, Look forward to the next time. Likewise. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Uh, Much more to come, including uh, a follow-up on the question of whether the justices lied during their hearings and meetings with various senators about whether they would overturn Roe v. Wade. The answer, in short, is no, but we'll uh, substantiate that argument uh, coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I heard about a family in Idaho who came home to a roofless house after a roofing company got the wrong address. <laughs> the company was like, uh, good news, you got more outdoor space? Um, I like how the neighbor watched and was like, what a coincidence, we're both having our roofs replaced. Wow, that's just crazy. That's funny, because two neighbors of mine just had their roofs replaced. Uh, so this local family in Spirit Lake, Idaho, has been living without a roof for 20 days now. After theirs was removed by a contractor, they never hired. This gal uh, said, this is a nightmare. This is absolutely the worst thing I could have imagined. Well, I, uh, 
I realize you got no roof, but I can I can imagine a lot worse than that. Maybe I just have a better imagination than her. But anyway, uh, June first, my daughter came home from school to find that people were removing the roof of our house. Their house is now covered in tarp with no explanation except a letter left by the contractor, which says there had been some miscommunication and we were sent to the wrong address. So sorry about your house with no roof. Which obviously is kind of crazy and funny and inconvenient, except now no one's taking the blame for the issue. Says Ms. Hotvet? Hotvet? Uh, it was a mistake, a very costly mistake, and should have been fixed. It just should have been fixed, but no one will do it. So this company, DR Roofing, LLC, told the family, our insurance will handle it. We're insured for this sort of thing. Family says, okay, thank goodness. But they call the insurance company, they file a claim, and the insurance company says, no, you're denied. In the latest letter, they say, quote, the policy issued to DR Roofing contains an exclusion for property damage arising out of an open roof condition. So there were rainstorms in the inland northwest that made the issue worse. Water seeped into the home. Parts of the floor had to be removed. There's also lingering water damage to the carpet and drywall. And there's mold and mildew and the rest of it. Uh, the kids can't sleep in their bedrooms anymore. So I guess the insurance company is claiming, well, it's a water damage issue. And uh, uh, DR roofing contains an exclusion for property damage arousing, uh, arising out of an open roof condition. Uh, so, oh, my gosh. Uh, bids from other companies to redo their metal roof are coming in at over $70,000. So, you know, if the idea is, well, they just got to get it fixed and hire some lawyers to sue the hell out of people. You know, I don't know if they, they're in Spirit Lake. I don't know. They got $70,000 laying around, but evidently not. Um, they're asking if anyone has advice on what to do and how to deal with an issue like this. They've contacted both Idaho and Washington's attorneys general, as well as the Better Business Bureau. They say they're starting to meet with lawyers about their next steps. Contractor had no comment. That's that is unbelievable. Um, and you know, I hope the attorneys general will help them out. You'd hope, you know, you try to put another bedroom on your house, and the local planning commission, zoning people, whatever, man, they can just put you through paperwork. Hell, you'd think they could do something about uh, you know unrequested roof yankings. And, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, if somebody punches you in the stomach and takes your wallet, the cops will deal with that, like, now. But if somebody removes your roof, everybody shrugs their shoulders and says, well, I don't know, you got to write a letter to the attorney general. It seems, uh, seems a little less than an adequate response. On the other hand, I understand that uh, there aren't local departments of roof theft, you know, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's walking around calling each other on the phone saying, who do we call and what do we do? It's, it's, it's the sort of thing you sue somebody over, I guess. But meanwhile, you gotta have a roof. And, and, you know, as they point out, and, and I've seen a picture. I mean, the roof is gone. They're just tarps strung up to protect the interior of the house from, from water damage. That could easily run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars of water damage. And I suppose if they have million-dollar houses there in beautiful Idaho, at that part of Idaho, it could run to a million dollars in damage. But anyway, what a nightmare. How crazy. Can you imagine? So coming up, uh, there's a lot of heated rhetoric going on around the Roe v. Wade uh, decision. I'm sure you've heard some of it. Some of it's disgusting and racist, and people are not being called to account for it. Plus, did the justices lie in the hearings? Nope. We'll talk about it next. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. That's Elizabeth Warren, who's a very, very smart woman, by the way, and is more than intelligent enough to understand the differences in approaches to constitutional law that the so-called conservative justices have, as opposed to her faves. And she knows they haven't torched their credibility. They've just swung back to a more contextualist, uh, restrained way to interpret the Constitution, not the the nutty living Constitution concept that held sway for decades, really, you know, including when I was a little kid for years and years and years, the court was way, way, way left. And 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 the living constitution thing, not to bore you to death with this stuff, but is the idea that look, 
if we decide there's a right to abortion or a right to nudity in public or a right to, you know, anything else, well, then there's a right. The Constitution's about you get to do what you want as long as the majority says it's okay. And the other point of view is that, no, no, we really need to restrain um government uh but at the same time you can't invent rights if they hurt other people like a fetus for instance anyway that's a terrible incomplete explanation of it but she's more than smart enough to understand that it's just a different point of view nonetheless according to new york new york times not surprisingly the reaction to the uh ruling has been uh, frantic and, and loud and performative and that sort of thing. And this headline is Democrats press the White House for more assertive response to Roe's fall. Uh, they think that um, uh, Joe Biden himself, Kamala Harris, have been super milk toast and haven't said anything other than, well, you got to vote for us in the fall. And by the way, you ought to contribute some money, uh, please. And uh, I like this uh, sentence. As Republicans celebrated the culmination last week of a methodical 50-year campaign to topple the right to an abortion in America, well, that's one way to put it, uh, the initial response from the president and his party, exhortations to vote, calls for contributions, micro-websites portraying Republicans as extremists, struck even many fellow Democrats as painfully inadequate to meet a moment of peril. It doesn't seem like there was a game plan, said Nina Smith, a Democratic strategist. Uh, and then they mentioned the uh, the guns decision and that sort of thing. Now, an increasingly vocal cohort of Democrats is calling for the party's leadership, starting with Mr. Biden, to broaden what's seen as politically possible before liberal priorities are stymied or reversed by the high court for years to come. But those who want to expand the Supreme Court or move to impeach justices who once spoke of Roe as settled law are confronting an institutionalist president who's long been averse to radical changes to the judiciary. Which is actually true. Biden, for all of his faults, and they are many, has resisted the idiotic and dangerous uh, siren song to expand the court or impeach the justices. I mean, that's just the expanding the court thing for reasons we've discussed is idiotic. I mean, because the next president, if he were of the other or she, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They. What are your pronouns? Future presidents? Uh, They, them. Okay. Uh, If they, them decided to unpack the court or go from, you know, if the Democrats went from 9 to 11 or 9 to 13, the the Republicans could come and say, yeah, we're going from 13 to 37, Uh, you know, ad infinitum. And then somebody scales it back. It's just crazy and dopey. Anyway, so that takes care of that. But the idea of impeaching uh, the justices who, what was the quote? I want to get it exactly right. Uh, Who once spoke of Roe as settled law. Well, Rich Lowry of the New York Post took the time, he and his research team, to actually go over transcripts and interviews and that sort of thing. And as, as, I, as I said yesterday, the idea that anybody stated with their hand on the Bible, I will never overturn Roe v. Wade, it is settled law, is just not true. And and the cute girl with the big Instagram following, who I'm told is also a congresswoman, uh, AOC, she thinks impeachment proceedings should be in play almost immediately. Uh, and but uh, let me skip ahead. I'm taking a look at the clock. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Uh, it shouldn't have been hard to figure out what was going to happen with the case. Any judge who considers himself or herself an originalist was going to believe that Roe is bad law because there wasn't remotely a colorable warrant for it under the Constitution. There might have been varying views on what deference was owed to president, precedent or other tactical questions, but there wasn't any meaningful disagreement on the core matter. Okay, so we'll, after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, we'll get specifically to the idea of that they lied during the hearings. And our, our word from Simply Safe is simple. Whatever concerns you and your family, whatever prevents you from sleeping well at night or hearing the bumps in the night, they can protect you against. Simply Safe does do a wonderful job against intruders, burglary, Junkies stealing your stuff, but also against expensive home hazards from flooding to fires. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agent take action the moment a threat is detected, dispatching police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home. And Simply Safe uses proprietary video verification technology so that monitoring agents can visually confirm the threat in order to get higher priority 911 dispatch. They're not going to say, yeah, we have an alarm going off at 123 Main Street. They're going to be able to see what's happening and tell the cops about it specifically. Monitoring plans are affordably priced at a dollar a day. No long-term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home should not break the bank. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. All right, so getting back to the question of whether the judges were liars who claimed that they would uphold Roe v. Wade, and now they've, they've betrayed the country, and now they should be immediately impeached. Well, the dance that went on, according to Rich Lowry, is that Democrats would try to get conservative nominees to say that Roe had been president for a long time. The nominees would agree, yes, it has been president for a long time, but they wouldn't go any further. They'd often cite quite correctly the refusal to comment on contested questions, meaning cases they might be likely to hear. Going back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who said that would be wrong and improper for me to tell you how I'm going to rule on anything. And RBG was absolutely right. Do I have to explain why? Probably not. I mean, you can't prejudge a case when you haven't heard the evidence. <laughs> you haven't had the, the lawyers come and argue the fine points of the law. You can't leap ahead and say how you decided and be terrible. Anyway, typical was an exchange between Amy Klobuchar and Amy Coney Barrett during her hearings. Klobuchar tr- pressed Barrett on whether Roe was, quote, a super precedent or a ruling that no one thinks is in play anymore. Barrett demurred. She said, I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. That's a really smart answer from a really smart lady. Uh, The fact that all of y'all are asking me about Roe kind of shows that it is in play, I think. And this wasn't deception. It was clearly saying, if obliquely, that Roe was vulnerable to challenge. Lowry says, I'd prefer if nominees were less lawyerly, but they are lawyers, and the longstanding politicization of the confirmation process puts a premium on indirection, meaning you got to be vague, because they're trying desperately to get you to say something on the record. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh has been a particular target for the post-Dobbs ruling attacks, like uh, Senator Susan Collins, she's a Republican from Maine, she's pro-choice, told the New York Times that she feels he misled her in a private meeting. Susan Collins seems like a nice old gal. She really does. 
But the Times story doesn't say that Collins asked Kavanaugh directly if he'd overturn Roe, presumably for good reason. The senator would have known such a question would have been highly improper. In fact, she praised Neil Gorsuch when he was confirmed back in uh, 2017. She praised him for saying he would have left the room if someone asked him for a commitment to overturn Roe. So she praises Neil Gorsuch for saying, I'd walk out if somebody tried to stick that on me. So it seems impossible that she would have done that to Kavanaugh, and even more impossible that Kavanaugh would have lied to her. It's doubtful Kavanaugh told Collins anything in private that he didn't say in his sworn public testimony as well. If he was playing some sort of double game, writes Lowry, Collins should have felt an obligation to call Kavanaugh out on it, but she didn't during the hearings. In fact, she gladly voted for him. So if he'd said in private, no freaking way I overturn Roe, no way. But then in the hearing, he had, uh, you know, said something different. Again, you'd think she'd have called him on it. Now, it's true that in his hearings, Kavanaugh leaned heavily on the notion that Roe was precedent, that it had been reaffirmed in Casey. So it was, quote, precedent upon precedent, he said. Yet other Roe supporters didn't mistake his meaning. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse told Kavanaugh during the hearings, Your own words make clear you do not really believe Roe v. Wade is settled law, since the court, as you said, can always overrule its president. So you have Democrats saying in the hearing, Dude, you're not answering the question. So if cute little AOC wants to impeach the guy for lying when he answered the question, uh, all the senators in the room are accusing him of not answering the question, my dear. So where does that leave it? In her dramatic floor statement supporting Kavanaugh's nomination, back to Susan Collins of Maine, she made it clear that she also understood that his commitment to precedent was not absolute. It would give way, she explained, quote, in those rare circumstances where a decision is grievously wrong or deeply inconsistent with the law. Well, the court held in Dobbs that Roe was indeed egregiously wrong, and Collins might be disappointed, but she shouldn't feel lied to. Roe never deserved to be written in law in the first place, said Lowry. It's an opinion's kind of off the topic, but the conservative justices never said they would preserve it, and it would have been an egregious breach of their duty if they had. So the whole expand the court thing is performative. It's play-acting anger by both smart people like Elizabeth Warren and maybe articulate but not quite so knowledgeable people like AOC. And the whole impeach the justices thing ain't going to happen. And if they tried, they would fail miserably and immediately. So drive a stake through the heart of that vampire of a political topic. More to come. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places the armstrong and getty show excuse me can you take a video of me right now what do you need me to do just yeah hold that like just hold it basically thank you okay wait can i get in myself in it I want to do a selfie. I'm not in the picture right now. So how do I make this work for me? I want both of us to be in it. This is a TikTok. I want to do a TikTok. We both in it. We got this. Okay, we got it. Well, that reminds me. Uh, that's Charles Barkley, obviously. If you don't know his voice, uh, amusing a fan. He is uh, one of the. Top-ranked people in America for being comfortable in his own skin and enjoying life. You know, it helps to be super rich, but I've known some rich people who are pretty uptight, too. Chuck seems to be enjoying the heck out of himself. A lot of good stuff to come, including one of the prosecutors in L.A. who's working hard to get the radical, lunatic, phony, whatever he is, George Gascon, uh, recalled, uh, brave guy. We'll talk to him about uh, the reality of crime and punishment uh, when you get behind the slogans. Looking forward to that chat. That's at the beginning of Hour 3 of the show. If you can't get Hour 3, you can't stick around, whatever, uh, grab it via podcast later. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Uh, you can get it at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you uh, tend to download podcasts. So, anyway, that coming up. Uh, also, uh, Hour 4, by the way, as long as we're talking about that sort of thing, uh, Deborah Saunders, Deborah J. Saunders, uh, who was a uh, White House correspondent for a time, longtime friend of the show, uh, going to be talking about doing that job and press secretaries and all that sort of stuff. So I uh, hope you can stay tuned for that or, again, grab uh, hour number four via podcast later. So just a quick rundown of some of the things happening that we haven't gotten to really yet today. Um, you may have heard Supreme Court ruled six to three yesterday 
in favor of Joe Kennedy, not the father of JFK, but a former assistant football coach at public high school in Washington State, who was placed on administrative leave and ultimately not rehired after repeatedly praying at midfield following his team's games and allowing students to join them if they wanted. Uh, writing for the majority, Neil Gorsuch held that Kennedy's contact, conduct was both protected by the First Amendment um, uh, and did not violate the Establishment Clause. In other words, the free speech part of the amendment protected him, and he did not violate the establishing another religion or an official religion clause part of it learning how to tolerate speech or prayer of all kinds is part of learning how to live in a pluralistic society a trait of character essential to a tolerant citizenry gorsuch wrote i believe that is the the correct ruling the idea of the minority the the liberal minority on the court was that well kids are going to feel pressured because he's a government representative because he uh, he coaches at a government school I appreciate them using the term government school, by the way, something we've tried to get going. Um, but the, the the majority rejected that reasoning. And, you know, I, it's not like they don't have any point whatsoever. You know, if, if I'm fighting it out to be the first string, you know, whatever, I'll just say running back. Um, I might think it's probably better if I join in the prayer than if I don't. But is that sort of fear enough? to limit the guy's First Amendment rights. The game is over. He's uh, on public property, and he wants to pray to the Lord. Uh, Can you stop him because of some vague fear that the kids will feel pressure? Well, the court said no. You can't stop him. Uh, In other news, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg announced yesterday that uh, NATO is going to dramatically scale up the number of troops it keeps on high alert. Listen to this. They're going from 40,000 on high alert to 300,000. Stoltenberg told reporters Russia's chosen confrontation instead of dialogue. We regret that, but of course, then we need to respond to that reality, and that's exactly what we do with the fundamental shift in our deterrence and defense. Uh, Speaking of that sort of thing, many are dead, not clear how many, after Russian forces launched a series of missiles at a shopping center in the Ukrainian city of Kremenchuk, which is not far from Kiev, I believe. Um, More than a 1,000 civilians were reportedly inside the mall at the time of the attack, leading officials to believe the casualty count will continue to rise. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky labeled Russia, quote, the largest terrorist organization in the world, and he noted the shopping center was far from the front lines of the war and had no strategic value. Yikes. Yikes. Just taking out them all, trying to terrorize the uh, population into capitulating, I guess. Uh, back to uh, some abortion ruling related stuff as I mean, the soups are just letting it loose this week. And there are a couple more big rulings to come if you didn't hear our conversation with Adam White at the beginning of the hour, including a, what could be a giant ruling or at least a medium large ruling about the administrative state, the EPA. How far can they go in regulating uh, commerce, and transportation, and energy, and all sorts of things in the name of climate change? This could be a blockbuster, so that's coming out this week, too. But anyway, uh, back to the abortion thing for a moment. District Court in Louisiana issued a temporary restraining order yesterday blocking the Attorney General and the Health Department from enforcing the state's trigger laws that would abandon uh, most abortions, with the exception of the life uh, saving the life of the mother, um, immediately with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So abortion will remain legal in the state, at least through July 8th when the hearing for the case begins. So 
a lot of the most dire predictions of immediate changes and people dying in back alleys and and poor women not being able to get health care, which is the, the, the dumbest of euphemisms. A lot of that stuff's not going to happen. Um, as I said the other day, and it's clearly true, if, if you're a lawyer with like a specialty in this sort of thing, man, go ahead and buy a boat on payments because you're going to be working for a long time. There are going to be so many hearings and cases and appeals, you know, all 50 states, federally, whatever. Uh, CVS Health, Walmart, and Rite Aid have been have begun rationing the over-the-counter emergency contraception pills, your Plan B pills, um, with demand for the medication skyrocketing, especially in uh, blue states where people are afraid they can't get abortions in the future. And some of the activist organizations are stockpiling enormous amounts of pills so that, you know, uh, Mrs. Jones in Mississippi doesn't have to order directly from the pharmaceutical company because they might freak out and think, well, we don't want to violate Mississippi law, so we're not sending it to you. The activist organizations will. So anyway, uh, next hour should be a good one. Looking forward to the conversation. If you can't stick around, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.